We can grow. We can develop. As we know that heaven is not a place. And happiness lives in the heart. Long as the world keeps turning. Our duty is to keep on learning. You heard? Keep on learning. It's something new you think you do, that's when you fall, we got to do more to survive, we must evolve, things change, just when you think you've seen it all, we trip, we stumble, but we get back in stride, each day all the way, one step at a time, don't want to let my ego and pride make me blind, the elders say when you stop growing, that's when you die, the one who gets the knowledge is the one who asks why, through the course of life, you gon' taste some humble pie, but I love it, it makes me appreciate the things that I take for granted, gaining insight and understanding, each one teaches one, we got to pass it on, keep doing the knowledge, building and adding on, with faith in the assumption, that nobody knows everything, but everybody knows keep something, keep on learning, it's soaking up game, we gon' make mistakes, we gon' go through some things, keep on growing, keep on soaking up game, if something ain't working, don't be afraid to change, yeah. The more you know, the more you know you don't know And if you don't know, there's more you can know Then you won't grow What you don't know can hurt you Discipline is a virtue Gotta ask the right questions Or else you go in the cycles and cycles and spirals Information is viral, it's infectious, it's contagious And how you going through stages like the night Don't believe that, no we didn't do that Then reality said and there's no dispute in the facts Yo, I'm sorry if I woke you up But when I open up, it's like I'm smoking But I'm high off the people, watch me soak it up Huey said the best education is observation And participation, study how the people be relating Different points of views turn bad news to good news See, it's kind of like some shoes Cause they got to make you move Treat it like organic food Make it something you can chew Information you can use Make it something you you can do on learning. It's soaking up game. We gon' make mistakes. We gon' go through some pain. Keep on growing. Keep on soaking up game. If something ain't working, don't be afraid to change. Hey man, it's okay to say you don't know. When you let go of your ego, you're free from all illusion. Can't make moves in confusion Don't look for conflict, man Always look for the solution My pop said humility is a sign of wisdom But to really soak it in Now that's a different kind of listening See, man sharp a man And every day is another lesson And it's not failure when you learn, man It's a blessing And as the Buddha says Nothing lasts forever We gotta manage our expectations The less we crave, the less we suffer In this way we awaken Right understanding Right thought Right speech Right action Right livelihood Right effort Right mindfulness Right focus Keep soaking
soak it up. Keep on learning. Cozy is 
And through it all, I never trade my shoes. Cash rules, new fools who made the news. We all for paper. I guess greed is just a second nature. Indeed, shots for him, I can weed escalator. Some more they touch along the line, force up. I took the shortcut, puffing on blunts, brushing off nuts. The knife type, love dime bitches and nightlife. Casino dice, sexy strip dancers and white ice. I seen the movie, most of you niggas couldn't move me. Truly, it's like a six stop booger against a Uzi. So bust the run, or cop back, bust the gun. But I fake none, I remain like the sun. Bless a strong living, intellect and long vision. Connects in prison, and real niggas with recognition. So respect the mission, volume one, second edition. The next dimension, dotted line, sign your deposition.
Sipping on some Christmas day Full course on trade with the fish fillets So what you feel when I'm close to you Keep it real, who the nigga mean the most to you What the deal, let's enjoy while we still here Handle with care and we can do this like a willy affair Come get your love tonight Everything will be alright Don't you worry about a thing That stuff all sounds all cute and nice and everything that uh, my man had to say about the bigotry and all the weird stuff. But we got a situation here in which Donald uh, Sterling he has already made comments. Donald Sterling has already, you know, admitted some inconsistencies in the behavior he shows in front of uh, uh, NBA players. He's already kind of put things out there on his own perspective. And here are some of the comments that we hear out of uh, Mark Cuban. Since the Donald Sterling scandal broke last month, Mark Cuban has perhaps been the most outspoken NBA owner on the issue of arising questions as to whether or not the NBA should oust the owner for private comments recorded uh, in private and illegally in his home, and even if the comments and actions are deplorable. On Wednesday, the Mavericks owner and tech mogul continued to speak out on the topic in an interview at the Grow Company Conference in Nashville, even admitting his own bigotry. We're all prejudiced in one way or another, Cuban said in a clip from Wednesday's conference. If I see a black kid in a hoodie and it's late night, I'm going to walk to the other side of the street, and if he's on, on the other side of the street, there's a guy with tattoos all over his face, a white guy, bald-headed with tattoos everywhere, I want to walk back on the other side of the street. And the list goes on stereotypes that we live up to and we are fearful to. He goes on to quote, and I am not perfect, he added. We certainly are not. And I live in a glass house, and it's probably not appropriate for me to throw stones or, you know what I'm saying, uh, and I also run a, uh, let me quote that again. I know I'm not perfect, and I know I live in a glass house, and that it's not appropriate for me to throw stones. And so when I run into bigotry in organizations I control, I try to find solutions. I work with people. I send them the training. I send them the sensitivity training. I'll try to give them a chance to improve themselves because I think helping people improve their lives and helping people engage other people, they may fear and not understand by helping them realize, well, we all have our prejudice and bigotries. We have to learn that it is an issue that we have to control. Okay, well, then all, like I said, all that sounds great. All that sounds wonderful. You know what I'm saying? Gold star for that effort. But the bottom line is you kind of uh, tear over the lines and kind of look hypocritical when you come out and you make comments, especially ones that are reflective of the same kind of bigotry that was shown towards Trayvon Martin, which is why he's no longer here. To even go there with the hooded thing and the hooded uh, 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 inferences and say anything about a, a black kid with a hood, well, that's downright just racism prejudice. I don't care what you say. Because at last time I checked, 
uh, black people weren't really known for hoods. And if anything, it was on the other side of the aisle with the KKK and all these other organizations that run around in hoods and hiding their face and not showing who they are. So, like I said, you know, you're not going to sit up here and try to clean it up. And the only reason you're cleaning it up is for the same reason that Donald Sterling was trying to clean his up. Somebody heard him. Somebody reported it. Somebody got people involved. And while they were getting involved and getting things done, of course, you had to recheck and recant your statement and say, well, I didn't mean it to sound the way it sounded. Well, that's just wonderful and beautiful. How did you try to make it sound? How good a job did you do on cleaning things up? I don't think you did a very good job of starting with the program. I don't think you did a very good job of cleaning up the program and to sit up here and, and talk on account of both sides of your, your mouth and say one thing but do something else. It kind of speaks to something else. And myself personally, I think that it's kind of like a, um, you know, a dead ledger there. It's kind of, you know, some dead wood that you would sit up here and come up with these things to say, yet then try to clean it up. And instead of cleaning it all the way up, you know, you come up with something else. We're going to be back here in a little while. It's six four six five nine five three four zero two. You know what I'm saying? Mark Cuban, Donald Sterling, you know, money. They got the power, and they got no respect, and they give up no respect. We'll be back in just a little bit. Six four six five nine five three four two. Chime in when you feel like it. This is Flossy Jeezy. Skills. 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 Spit flow, whip shows, peep the recital Skills, now, you feel it when we drop those Hot beats, stop foes, killing shit, we got those Skills, it's the music that the street loves Each thug is now repping this with deep love Skills, gangstar, dueling again, ruling again Watch as we do it again It's the true and living with a youthful vengeance And I'm a judge, laugh as your ass, give you a crucial sentence You need at least 12 jewels to practice You're too enthusiastic, male groupie bastard Still trying to convince us some more Pretending you're raw, that's what you need a minister for Again, it's the law, got you up against the wall We the gulliest fucker, then it's us against y'all Mike skills, tight drills like a Michael Jill Like when he rifle the film, it's how I stifle the ill Slide off, kid, and let a grown man finesse it We bold and impressive, that'll I manifest shit Some new product from a known team Niggas know me, and you can bet they know green so here we go for your stereo And you can tell that it's real when you hear me go, hear me go Skills Pop rank, point blank, we vital Spit flow, strip shows, peak the recital Skills Now, you feel it when we drop those Hot beats, stop foes, killing shit, we got those Skills It's the music that the street loves Each star is now repping this with deep love Skills Gangstar, dueling again, ruling again Watch as we do it again You little suckers know better I go head up If your man left the joint in the whip Then tell him go get it We hold it down like a holy crown Fools acting like they know me, throw me phony pounds Fuck that, I'm sitting back like an aristocrat Shell shock, she's assassin with a whole fucking list of cats Thought you was on the case, but you missed the fact You bitch talking this and that I'ma make it simple, Jack I doubled up and tripled that Soldiers, where your pistols at? Life, wrong move, lose the gift of that Why they calling us the most consistent? Most significant, the most slick shit Fulfill your need and catch a joyful rush Enjoy your Dutch haters annoyed with us 
Oh boy, it's tough, you know the face from the club, blazing the dub, with my niggas raising it up for these skills. Pop rank, point blank, we vital. Slip flow, rip shows, peep to recital. Skills, nap, you feel it when we drop those hot beats, stop foes, killing shit, we got those skills. It's the music that the street loves, deep thug, is now repping this with deep love. Skills, gangstar, dueling again, ruling again, watch as we do it again. Brothers are amused by other brothers' reps. Some niggas pull text, catch others for checks. All for respect, all for the bread. For the chance of success, they might hand him his head. Remain humble, cause I know enough. Plus, the road is tough, especially when you roll with us. But I'ma stay with my peace, stay in these streets. Rhyme spraying, and I'm playing for keeps, cause I got those skills. Top rank, point blank, we vital. Spit flows, rip shows, peep the recital. Skills, now, you feel it when we drop those hot beats. Stop foes, killing shit, we got those skills. It's the music that the street love, deep stuff. Is now repping this with deep love. Skills, gangstar, dueling again, ruling again. Watch as we do it again. Skills. I do this for the block, I do this for the hood, I do this for the streets, cause the streets keep me good. I do it for the hustlers, I do it for the thugs, I do it for the G's, cause the G show me love. I came in the game 17 real loud, only thing on my mind, make my mama proud. Started rocking crowds, getting dope from shows, and as the fame rose, then came the hoes, then came the clothes, then came the cars. Next thing I know, I'm a ghetto superstar, so here come the haters, traveling by the but never mind them, cause uh, bitch, I'm I back. Pull up a couple of the suits we could and buy it up so I can get all my thoughts. Let's get high. More money, more problems. They say that's how it is when you live like a boss. Like see, I've been doing my grind Time is the street Start a nigga fell off Hell no But if I decide not to rhyme No more rhymes I'ma still be well off Cause bitch I'm back A born boss Got nothing to lose Still shining in the game Got nothing to prove Got rich independent Didn't need no deal Had paper before I signed Didn't need no meal Got hustles on the side Ain't got to rap And if I don't else fail I still got the trap I don't fuck with you rappers Y'all fake to me. I don't fuck with you majors, y'all snakes to me. I don't care about fame, fuck being a star. Let them take all the pictures, just give me his car. Then give me his house and his watch and chain. On the bank account, credit cards, jot my name. But I guess one come with the other. So here I go, I'm a writing rap hustler. I'm too blessed to complain about that. So where well, I got a sign, take your pictures, cause bitch, I'm back. Pull up a couple of the suits, we could and buy it up so I can get all my thoughts. Let's get high. More money, more problems, they say that's how it is when you live like a boss. Like, like, wow. I've been doing my grind for some time And the street started, nigga, fell off Hell no But if I decide not to rhyme no more rhymes I'ma still be well off Cause bitch, I'm they back true for hits, so fuck it I'ma gon' keep it 100 for the public I dropped already platinum, but it only so gold And niggas looking at me like I sold my soul Cause I'm rapping with P and not Mr. Lee But when you're on your grind, sometimes you can't see Before Mike Campbell pop I was at Interscope trying to find my mind Still tipping, wasn't popping, three kings just dropped And I'm an underground artist trying to get on top So I listened to my label, plan to break X And learned a whole lot of game from that 
just stay true, my nigga, and do you. And fuck what another trying to tell you to do. Continue to spit facts, you can bump in them legs. And no, yeah, just a lead track. Bitch, I'm I back. Pull up a cup, fill a spoon with good and fired up so I can gather my thoughts. Let's get high. More money, more problems. They say that's how it is when you live like a boss. Like see, I've been going on my ground for some time, and the streets start a nigga fell off. Hell no. But if I decide not to rhyme no more rhymes, I'ma still be well off. Cause bitch, I'm back. That's your boy Fluffy D. They talking about. <laughs> Six four six five nine five three four zero two. Feel free to chime in as you like. You know, a lot of people, you know, that that got money. You know what I'm saying? Athletes, stars. You know what I'm saying? Artists and stuff. They get a lot of money in their pockets. You know what I'm saying? There's a little bit of vanity here and there. They get a little extra bling, do a little bit of extra stuff. You know what I'm saying for their families and stuff. You know, and, that, and that's a pretty good thing. You know, you get out there, you work hard, and you you earn your money, and you do your thing. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, it, it, it feels good to be able to, you know, uh, get out there and, and, and show everybody, you know, what you got and what you're doing. However, however, should people, just because they got a, a big wallet, if they have these uh, blatant uh, tendencies, as it were, to, to uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, use their, their power and their influence, should it be done in a negative way? If you're a bigoted person, if you have, you know, a, a, a bigoted personality, should you indeed use that opportunity to, you know, spread your wings in a negative way and spread, in this case, bigotry all over it and trumpet it like it's something to be proud of? I don't think it should be used that way. You know, to those who are given much responsibility, much is expected. And when you sit up and you have people that, that come up with this, blatant bigotry or they say I'm a bigot and I'm proud of it and all this other nonsense, that just goes to show how stupid you are. In the, in the case of both of these fellas, you have individuals that own teams and run teams where the predominance of their organization is African American or, or some form of, of minority. And to sit up and think just because you paid them big money to come play with you, you're not doing this because you're in love with these guys. You're not doing it because they're like family to you. You're doing this because you're try- your ends and your means is to provide the public with a product, right, that is not only financially stabling for yourself, but it provides entertainment for your constituents, which are your fans and stuff. So when you have, you know, all this money and you have this opportunity to be blessed to be out here to have your own teams and run stuff, you have to have some kind of conscious thoughts and level of understanding when it comes down to dealing with the public and respecting the people that are around you. Because basically when you say that you're a bigot and, you know, you got your biggest thoughts and stuff like that, you know, I know those guys are just like, you know, you're not paying them because you love them. You know, they're not there getting paid you know, just, you know, to, to, to monitor your comments. But to me, you're an ignorant ass if you jump out here and you got all this money and you got responsibility and you showing how stupid you can be just because you got a lot of money. No, it's not cute. It's not entertaining. It's not funny. And actually, it's actually ridiculous and repugnant that you think just because you have a big wallet that you can stretch around that somehow in some way that gives you a license to be a big ass. 
okay, because asses do get knocked down. And I'm not talking about what you what your pants pulled down, but you keep that shit up and you just might end up getting your ass spanked one way or another. Right now, Donald Sterling is taking a hell of a spanking right now because he got his legs literally kicked right out from underneath him. And so, like I said on the show tonight, both of these guys got the money. First you get the money, then you get the power. Then you get the power and the money, and you get the respect. Well, no, you know, respect is a two-way street. You can't expect respect, but don't give no damn respect. You can't expect for people to respect you and, and the stuff that you're doing just because you got money in your pocket and everything. You know what I'm saying? Just because you got money in your pocket, that you know, money can't buy class. Matter of fact, why don't you be a man and pull your drawers out your ass and act like a man and respect the fact that you have people that work for you that are minorities and stuff, and they don't really need to know that their boss is a bigot, even if you're a bigot. Some things, you know, even if, yeah, you got money and stuff, but some things sometimes it's better to kind of keep to yourself rather than spread that shit out there like you're talking about something. Now, you have two of these guys still have a couple of fucking clowns going out of here spitting on all this venom and saying all this bullshit, and then the next breath said, oh, but I take care of people, and I create programs, and I conduct studies, and I do all this, and I do all this stuff, you know, and, and make sure that, that people have stuff, and, 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 you know, I take care of the, the families, and I have programs of sensitivity, but then you an insensitive ass in the public. That doesn't make any damn sense whatsoever. So to my listeners out there, 646-595-3402, you got any thoughts on this, go ahead and chime in and feel free to do it. I just think that it should be said that if a person has got all this responsibility and you know that you've got, you know, African-American workers and, and everybody else working for you, maybe you ought to, you know what I'm saying, maybe, I don't know, maybe this guy, these guys need Jesus or something. I don't know. But I know that whatever they're doing, their minds are not right. They need to get their shit together and get their mind right because what you're doing is not cute. And what it, what it tells me is that a lot of this stuff is indicative of how a lot of, of people out here probably feel and how they probably, you know, handle their day-to-day and stuff. Yes, the whole thing is that with this kind of bigoted attitude, usually if it's just you're running a mill person out here doing it and don't have that real money in his pockets, you, you can kind of let it slide by because they're not, you know, housing any responsibility of any kind. But when you're a decision maker and people's lives are literally in your hands and people are dependent on you and, and hoping that, you know, you'll, you're fairly and squirrely with them and then you turn out to be some fucking asshole with your head up your ass making stupid comments, you just need to think about what you're doing because just because you have money in your pocket, that, that don't mean shit. You can still be the biggest, dumbest jackass on the block and having a wallet just means that you're a rich asshole. That's all that that means. So let's get it together. So that's my soapbox for the night on that one. And uh, like I said, your boy Flossie G, G's in it, just venting a little bit, you know what I'm saying, letting it out a little bit, you know what I'm saying, probably saying the same thing that a lot of people across in America are saying the same way. How can you have this much money and be this blessed and say things and be this insensitive and act this dumb? It's beyond me, and there's no way that I guess that you could change it, but, you know, it feels good just to talk about it because sometimes – you know, you got to know when to say when more than when you're just drinking. We'll be back in a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's out there. I'm just putting it out there. You know what I'm saying? But I hate what I'm saying. Do
mean streets None of my friends speak We all trying to win But then again Maybe it's for the best though Cause when they seeing too much You know they trying to get you touched Whoever said illegal was the easy way out Couldn't understand the mechanics And the workings of the underworld Granted, nine to five is how you survive I ain't trying to survive I'm trying to live it to the limit And love it a lot Life ills Poison my body And used to say Fuck my skills I never prayed to God I prayed to God E That's right, it's wicked That's life I live it Ain't asking for forgiveness For my sins And I break bread With the lay hands Picking their brains For angles And all the evils That the game will do It gets dangerous Money and power Is changing us And now we're lethal Infected with the evil <laughs> Thoughts went blowing through a 
You got your boy back on deck with you. Your main man, Flossie Jeezy here, 646-595-3402. And we got someone from Las Vegas calling us. Las Vegas, you're on the air on deck. Who we got in the house? Two nephew play in Las Vegas, man. What up, big bro? What's going on, my man? What's going on, Trey? <laughs> yeah, man, finally, catch, finally catching your show, man, you know what I'm saying, just tuning up, you know, tuning in, seeing what's going on with you, man. Right on, right on, right on. You know, always glad to hear from one of the real fellas. <laughs> glad you're on deck, family. Now I'm just over here, man, it's just kind of, you know, uh, for a second, you know what I'm saying, kind of kind of slow night tonight, but, you know, this, this uh, Sterling uh, Cuban thing has been having me kind of up in the air with all these weird comments and all this goofy stuff going on, and you know my man, you know evoking the Trayvon Martin card with the with the hoodie thing and everything. So I was just you know expounding on that tonight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So as far as that, um, I hadn't really looked into. I hadn't really looked too far into it. Um, I haven't read the articles. I haven't. I haven't like really dived into it. I know a lot of people have been talking about it. So it's probably, you know, kind of take somebody to, like, fill me in. But well, let me, just since the dream, go now, go ahead, you go ahead, shoot. I was just going to say, I, you know, I, there is, is, a, is a couple of paragraphs I can read to you real quick to kind of put you up on it. Since no, that's cool. You can, you can do that then. Okay. Since, since the Donald Sterling, uh, you know, scandal broke last month, right, said so Mark Cuban has been perhaps the most outspoken NBA owner on the issue raising questions as to whether or not the NBA should oust the owner for private comments recorded illegally in his home, I like the way they, they term all that, and even if the comments and actions were deplorable. On Wednesday, the Mavericks owner and tech mogul continued to speak out on topics in an interview with Grow Company, um, or whatever that, that company is, conference in Nashville, and he admitted his own bigotry. He says that we all have uh, prejudice in one way or another, he said a clip from the conference. It said, "If I see a black kid in a hoodie and it's late at night, you know what I'm saying, and I'm walking, I'm walking to the other side of the street. And if on the other side of the street I walk up on a white guy with tattoos all over his face and with a white guy with a bald head tattoos everywhere, I'm walking back to the other side of the street, and the list goes on with stereotypes. I'm not perfect," he added, "but I know that uh, I'm living in a glass house, and it's not appropriate for me to to throw stones." 
So without having to go through the rest of that, basically his stand was when he was all said and done with it, and even though he made, you know, the only reason he retracted what he said and thought about the Trayvon Martin thing is for whatever reason, he's a multi-million dollar guy that all of a sudden, when he knows what he's saying, it, it, for me, it's like, okay, if you're saying this and you're bringing up this, this hooded thing, you know what I'm saying, you, you've already come down on the wrong side of the House of Representatives before people start really frowning on this Donald Sterling thing by saying, I don't think he should lose his ownership because of something he said. And then it makes you wonder what your comments were for the Trayvon Martin thing. So my whole thing is, is that in him saying all this stuff, here is a, a multi-billion dollar guy. And just because he's got billions of dollars in his pocket, maybe he feels comfortable, you know, saying these things. What are your thoughts on that? Um, so just right off the bat, just right off the bat, I'm going to try to get this all off. Like I said, I still really don't uh, know enough about uh, the article, uh, mm-hmm. the writings, but I still don't know enough about it. Um, but Fair right way. off the bat, just uh, the initial shit he said was, like, I just wanted to stop you when you were talking, but, you know, I didn't want to cut you off. <laughs> um, it was so genuine. Hold on. It was so genuine for him to say that if I saw that dude, I would walk across the street. But when I saw the other white ball head tattoo dude, I probably wouldn't have wanted to walk across the street too. I'm going to stop right there. And then he admitted to that kind of, I, I, they called it bigotry, but I don't know if I really want to call that bigotry. I don't think, mm-hmm. I don't think that's not bigotry. We, we, know, we know what the example, examples of bigotry are. Mm-hmm. So I think, first of all, they got to fix that part. You know, it's just like, I don't know if, if the media uh, took it out of context or the public took it out of context, but, I think that part needs some uh, con- uh, context- contextual uh, construction right there. Find out, contextual design, find out where that part is. Just on that little part right there, because I think that's the biggest part, that he addressed. So it's, it's really hard to say that he was stereotyping when I feel stereotypes usually only go, I might, I, might, I might be wrong here. Stereotypes usually you're only trying to stereotype one person. Like I'm trying to stereotype a black man or an Asian or a white, a white guy or whatever. You got a guy who came out here who, and I, I, it's, it's hard for me to even say, and it's bad to give him the open mic thanks for that. It's hard to really yeah. say you were stereotyping somebody because why are you stereotyping somebody? Because you are concerned with what you are encountering. Right. You are encountering, you don't know what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? At the same time, you could, take, you could take Mark Cuban off the picture and put another person in the picture, and they're walking down the street. Just because mm-hmm. we're a little bit more comfortable don't mean we don't have a stereotype toward that person. I'm, you, you, you know, I'm going to give it to you real. Just because, yeah, it's, 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 just because it's you, my big bro, okay, right. or because it's me. And we walking up because we're businessmen. You're a family man and a businessman. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a businessman. You're a businessman. We're not. We didn't have our works in the streets. You from Chicago. I'm from L.A. So we, if anybody can tell anybody what the streets is about, it's niggas like me and you. <laughs> But when I'm walking, right. out, you know, I'm going to give it to him. When I'm walking down the street, right, and I don't really, I, I don't really care to have to be involved in a situation like that. It, it's a, it's like, I'm not going to run across the street, so that's probably the difference between um, us and maybe a Mark Cuban or any other non-black. Because it don't have to be a Mark Cuban. It could be Manny Pacquiao that would walk across the street, and he got some of the best hands in the world. Floyd Mayweather, if he's walking by himself, the best boxer on the planet, will probably be like, damn, I really don't want no problems with this dude. I hope this motherfucker just walk past me. 
So what I'm saying is you take me and you, put us, insert us into that same scenario. We walking down the street. You got the hoodie on. He run. We don't know what he going to do as we walk past him. We don't know. It's that suspicion. It's that suspense right there. So I appreciate his honesty. He's like, yeah, he's like, I'll probably walk across the street. The way I look at that, it's like that's probably going to cause you some more problems because you cross the street. But anyway, you cross the street, right, and now you see this other person. So now now me, me and you. Right, me and, me and you, me, nail, block, both right. of us. In both of our scenarios, we both cross the street and choose, you know what, eh, we see him probably maybe, a, let, let's, give it, let's, let's, let's give it 100 feet, not yards, 100 feet, which is not that far, but enough for us to assess the situation and cross the street. So we cross the street. But then after we get down another 200 yards, it's another crazy-ass motherfucker walking down the street. We can see he's white. We can see, we can see that he's got tattoos. We can see the shit, right? And at the same time, Mark Cuban said he would walk back across the street. Me and you would have what? the same thought. So, so, so watch this. We would have the same thought toward that white dude like this. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. This motherfucker crazy. I hope he don't do nothing. So your thoughts when you came up, when you know, I got I got if I don't cross the street, I'm going to walk past this dude. I hope he don't shank me, right? That's, that's one of the first thoughts. Let's be honest. I hope he don't shank me. I hope he don't put all the scrap. I hope he don't try to cut me off, walk in front of me, and say nothing. Just, just to be honest. We're talking like people. You know what I'm saying? That's true. That's the we truth. Can that's big, the we truth. can put our big pants on all we want and say, you know what, I dare that motherfucker to do something. I'm ready to go. Of course we are. That's who we are by nature. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, we really don't want no problems. We're just trying to walk home. And we don't know what this, this, this person is on. We don't want no encounter. So that, those are the thoughts, that we don't want no encounter from that guy to black guy. You walk across the street, the same type of thing comes, but a different race. And we're still saying the same damn thing. You know I love correcting the media. You know I love right. smashing their ass. So they ain't, ain't going to say it. It's the same thing. <laughs> they, they like, whoa, I don't want to, you know, the black man ain't going to cross the street. But at the same time, when you pass the, when you pass the black dude with the hoodie, he was like, damn, I hope, I hope this motherfucker don't flip out, try to shank me or shoot me. When you're on the other side of the street, you're thinking the same thing. I hope you don't try to shank me or try to shoot me or say nothing stupid because I really don't feel like beating his fucking ass. That's just how we right. are. You know what I'm saying? So that's my take on that. Like I said, I had to go back to the initial parts of it because when you were putting the story together, that's, that's where my mind went. I had to go ahead and analyze things as if I was Mark Cuban, but I had to put myself in place. Um, black dude walking on one side of the street, I'm hoping don't nothing jump off. You know what I'm saying? So he's not really dead. He's not really he, he gave some shit up that he didn't have to give up. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, I'm not being a big obsession happening to me right now. When I walk, walk up out of the bar that I'm walking at, if a, 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 a funny-style motherfucker is coming through the door in the parking lot, I'm going to kind of like, you know, kind of like watch myself. That's, that's distinctive. That's self-defense. That's awareness. You know, that right. kind of shit. So it's kind of hard for me to really consume the whole story when I kind of understand what he was saying. I just gave it to you from me and you just on some possibilities, and I just hope the possibilities are like 50-50. Right. Um, and it's, it's just really hard to kind of just like understand what the media does when they sit down and talk to somebody and they take certain things out of context and try to go ahead and present a different picture, if you will. It, you know, that's just the, the problem I have with it, you know, because I don't I, – I, I mean, Mark, Mark Cuban probably, you know, nobody wants to get stabbed or shot or jumped or robbed. Nobody wants that to happen to them. Why aren't they talking about that? Why is it all, why is it, why is it about bigotry? Nobody wants to get jacked, robbed, stabbed. I don't give a fuck who you are. Black dudes don't want to get robbed, robbed, jacked, stabbed, or shot. You know what I'm saying? So that's, I, I really I can't had, go too much further. I, I, really, 
I agree. I'm with you with, with, with one caveat to everything that you just said. And by the way, you're 110% right. And I'm in, after looking at it and analyzing the way that you broke it down, I'm in complete agreement with what you're, what you're saying. But what about the portion where he just comes out and just blatantly says, I am a bigot. And I stand by, beyond the Trayvon Martin thing, I stand by, by everything else. Let, let, me answer. Answer. let me 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 answer. Go ahead. And I'm about to smack you upside your fucking head and blast your toe open. Um, come on. Come on open. Come on in here. He, he was, <laughs> okay. The, di- the difference with that, the difference with that is that he was man enough to admit it. And then the circle around the story, you know what I'm saying, kind of kind of eluded to the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The, the difference mm-hmm. is that, the difference is that, he was able to. He was able to say, "Hell yeah, I'm racist to some certain degrees. It's not like I hate black people, but I, I do. We, we all go by, and, and, and that, that was what it was. The underlying story was that we all have stereotypes, and you do, and I do, and I just put me and you. A dude that I know, right. a dude I've been fucking with for three years. I just put mm-hmm. us both in that scenario and said we would both feel the same way that he would. Our actions. The only thing that would have been different is our actions." The only thing that would have been different is we might not have crossed the street. We're going to take that chance. And no one, because we, we different. We, we from the street, so it's a little bit different for us to say, you know what, if he, if he has, happens to pull out a shank, I think I got myself. You know what I'm saying? Right. If he happens to pull out a look, look how this is the difference between a, 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 a nigga, a, a, people like me and you. The difference is that even me and you could say we're not going to cross the street, we're going to take the chance, and we're going to work this out, even if he pulls out a strap. That's the difference. I saw Buster showing them out. The difference is that it's me and me, Trey or Nils walking down the street, doing the hoodie. We're not crossing the street, right? We already got that. We already understand that. We're not going to cross the street. We are right. hoping that we could just walk past the dude. We might say, what up, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Just, just like, what up, bro? You know, he, he said, what up, bro? You keep going. Keep pushing because you just got to do that. You ain't just like, I'm just going to walk past him and not say nothing. That's, 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 that's some bitch ass shit right there. You know what I'm saying? But we already right. know that regardless of what this dude is going to do, we are prepared for it. That's the difference. If he pulls out a shank, we know we might have to get the fuck up out of Dodge. If he pulls out a strap, we might have to get the fuck up out of Dodge. If we got to defend ourselves, we're ready to defend ourselves and die in that situation. That's the difference. But the other person's like, you know what? I'm not even going to deal with this shit. I'm crossing the street. And like I told you before, that doesn't even guarantee you anything either because the person going to fuck with you. They're going to fuck with you. So... Right, I don't, I don't, I, I know he came out and said he came out and said, you know, um, yeah, I am a bigot. And Nels, you got to be honest to yourself too and say that um, if you if you walk into a restaurant, hold on, I got you right here. If you walk into a restaurant and every and everybody in the restaurant had their cheek carved out with a little plastic thing around it with their teeth showing, I don't know if you seen right. that picture or not. Wouldn't you feel some kind of way if everybody had piercings all around their forehead, their ears, their jaws, their teeth, their nose, their neck, everything, their arms, their skin? Wouldn't you feel some kind of way like uh, that's crazy ass shit? Right. We, we, we all got that. Everybody got their comfort levels. Everybody has what they consider acceptable and, and unacceptable. Everybody has what they consider uh, going, uh, 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 being a little too eccentric. Or going over overboard. We all have that. So is that considered bigotry? No. I, I, okay, I'm not gonna say no. It might be, but I'm gonna say I don't think that's considered bigotry because if a if a, if a dude comes sits next to me at this bar that I'm at and he got rings pierced all through his fucking skull, I'm a I'm probably gonna get up and move. I don't want to sit next to you, but is that necessarily bigotry? 
That doesn't mean I wouldn't hire him. If he if he can prove to me he's a dope ass bartender, I would still hire him. I told right. you I'll smack y'all in the mouth, dude. You know what I'm saying? So you know, you know how it is. You know how we always do it. And that's one of the reasons why you know, like I said before, the invitation's always out there for for cats that are real. And you know it's just out there unlike other uh, apparatuses, unless you say the whole thing that you had because everything that you were saying was completely valid. And that's why I try not to, as a host, I try not to interrupt. I try to sit there and listen to the whole thing. And in talking with you, just for this brief X number of minutes that we've been talking, I get the other half or the other side of whatever my thoughts were because sometimes it's kind of hard to moderate a show when nobody else is on here. But for you to come you know, in, you know, you know, I'm or, I'm both orthodox and orthodox. You know, I'm gonna try to present a whole picture. You know what I'm saying? And, right. and when it comes to when it comes to the bigotry thing, I, I think I think the public as a whole, as a world, needs to really define bigotry. I think bigotry. I think, in my definition, the bigotry are the acts that you put upon certain people when it comes to. Uh, uh, racial division. I think for me to say, for me to own a bar, right? If I own a bar, for me to say that I don't hire Mexicans, you're a bigot at that point. You're a bigot. But because you see a Mexican in the street and you don't, you can't identify him. You don't know his intentions, and you avoid him. That doesn't mean you're a bigot. Okay, I just broke it down to you. Okay, because right. because. Somebody, like I said, like I'll give you the example again with the guy that comes and sits next to me in a bar, but his whole skull and head is pierced everywhere because, like you, you're you're a little bit. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that's a little bit weird to me. That's a little bit extreme to me, right? right. But let's say that I, that I was to that dude was to put in. I owned a bar and he was to put in an application. I ain't never seen him before. I talked to him on the phone. He comes in, and I, at first I'm like, oh, wow. But I sit down and have an interview with him, right? And it turns out that, you know what, I think, I, you know, a lot of people can vouch that you're one of the best bartenders in Las Vegas. you got the job. The difference between a bigot is no matter what, regardless I'm not hiring you. I, to me, right. in my opinion. So, that's a good way to look yeah, at that's, that's a good way to look at it. For real, for real. For real. So I mean that's just all it is to me. I mean I don't I don't so now so just to go back and I'm I'm glad you're giving me, you know, you know, open floor and stuff like that, but I don't I don't believe Mark Cuban's no racist or no bigot. He said that, but he didn't even mean what he said. He was just trying to admit that and he said it, but the media wouldn't misconstrue it. I think he was really just trying to say that of course we're all we're all kind of racist. You know, we're all we all got that in us. It's just it's just a part of society now that you know, people try to distinguish the differences between each person you come across and find out what's acceptable to you and what's not. And what's acceptable to you and what's not does not determine a level of bigotry. It does not. Because as far as I'm concerned, look, as far as I'm concerned, you could take any type of you. It, it, I mean, they need to get it. They need to get this shit down. It's like bigotry. What your perception of someone in terms of their appearance is that what bigotry is? Because if that's the case, mm. a, a, a rock star with long hair, I'll be a bigot against him. A black dude with a bald head, I'll be a bigot against him because I'm like, why the fuck are you bald headed? 
I mean, it's too extreme. It's too extreme. You know, it's like, okay, it's like I don't feel like that unless you got, unless you like have to. I mean, it's just crazy, man. It's just crazy. It's 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 just too deep. That's why so I, I, I don't think I don't think I don't think Mark I don't think Mark Cuban is a racist or a bigot. I don't think that. He said that now. I think the media tried to misconstrue his words, put some words in his mouth, take his shit out of context. He's not a racist or a bigot. It's not like he he that's a that's a thirty something year old billionaire. Thirty he's forty. He's younger than you. Forty year old billionaire. He's not a fucking racist bigot. <laughs> <laughs> now, the other dude on the other end, your, your 80-year-old dude, yeah, he's a racist bigot because he done already been sued for $3 million for evicting, evicting black people out of the houses for nothing and not renting to black people. I mean, so that's, that's different. And and he, he, he lost in a court of law. That's different. Well, now, so, I'll, I I'll ask I, this question that a lot of people are presenting to me. Like I said, you've made terrific points, so I know it's your straight shoot on this one as well. Love, love the fact that you called in because it was really needed. Um, are the events that have happened with all this stuff, Sterling included, a, it's, a, it's an A and B question. A, do you think that it has warranted uh, some serious thought by black folks to uh, create their own league? And B, do you think the that damn question. Do, you th- do you think that we could create our own league and, it, and have it actually be a a, a success, and with brothers really, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of talk sometimes that you know blacks can't trust other black people, or t- black people are too shady to deal with each other, or we, you know, we have our own idiosyncrasies, not unlike what we were just talking about. But what would you? Okay, what would you so the answer is easy. That? The answer is easy. The, the answer is easy. I'm gonna smack y'all. I'm gonna smack y'all in the mouth. Um, okay. First of all. It's really about the owners. Okay, so you said, do you think we can have our own league? And my answer to that is nobody owns the NBA. The NBA is the association, and there are the teams that are in it. Unfortunately, I don't even know if that's the right word. The teams that are inside the association um, are probably, what, uh, 98% white owned, right? Right. Right, 98% owned. So really, it just really takes, it really takes, the 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 African American or the let's let's just use black. It takes your black billionaires out there to start invest. So I'm gonna smack you in the mouth, Nelson. You know I fucking love you, dude. <laughs> but really, the, the problem the problem the the league is on the league is it's not it's not like it's 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 it's, it's got a it's got, it's it's not like the national uh, the basketball association is owned by a white man and he has these white owners. It's not even like that at all. The the owners make up the association, so you just need black owners. So what I'm telling you though is with these questions that nails not not nails not you so much because I ain't never seen you throw it out there. But um, uh, Norris uh, should should keep throwing out there. It's like we need our own league. We could have our own league if we start buying up these fucking teams. We, the, you you got you got. Don't you have thirty black billionaires? Yes or no? Right. So why can't these thirty black why why can't I'll just I'll just do a number why if, if they care if they care so much then they should start the, the the black billionaires to start investing in the NBA buy them out you need to you need to be able to 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 offer a profit let's say you got somebody who's in the NBA 
against a, t- a team that's like not so profitable, something like up in, in, in some of these Midwest teams. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if Chicago was owned by a corporation, you need you need a black billionaire to come and say, hey, look, I want 25 percent of them, and I'm gonna give you this return on what you're selling them for. We have to, it's not gonna happen unless we start buying the teams. Will we be able to go start our own league? No, we only one NBA. It, the association is already there, and the teams are to be bought. Investments are to be made. Nothing will happen right. unless. The black the, the 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 black billionaires start investing in teams. Michael Jordan has invested in teams. Um, you've had little guys like uh, what's that little guy? Nelly has Nelly was an investor. Jay Z was an investor. There's probably more than we even fucking know of. Magic wants to, to invest. Floyd Mayweather wants to invest. Whoopi go, uh, not not Whoopi. Um, uh, Oprah wants to invest. You got people who want to invest, and they think they just have to do it. So it's really our fault for not investing in the NBA. It's not like we're locked out and they won't they won't let us. I mean, you come with the right amount of money, and a person gonna make a return on their investment. Like, okay, I'm gonna give you to, I'm gonna give you to you like this. Like, say 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 it's gonna cost you three hundred million to invest in a team, right? Right. Three hundred million. If you could if you could if you could tell a person, I'm gonna over. We shouldn't have to do that. But if you're gonna say. Uh, you, you could go to you could go to an owner, right, and say you 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 own two hundred and fifty million. I will give you your two hundred and fifty million. I will double that. I give you five hundred million. That's only half a billion. Let me in. They're gonna take it. it, it mm. it's, it's just like something that people are not. I, I know. I knew that hit home. I knew that hit hard. You know, I throw haymakers. You got a dude up in there, he, and, and, and his investment in the NBA team is worth $150 million. And you come say, here's $400 million. Let me in. Give me your shit. And you just made $250 million. He's going to do it, bottom line. You know, yeah, you know I like to simplify things. So it's really just about that. It's really just about buying an investment. They're, 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 it's, a, it's a great thing to own. It's hard to get into it. But we do have people who can do it, and they just need to do it, really. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, you guys want to own some of these teams? Start buying some of these teams. Start buying some of these people out. Get it to where we get it to where uh, minority owners uh, own um, 30 percent of the league. It takes work. That's the up, up, upper hook you just threw right there. That's the uppercut with a hook right there. That's the upper hook. I told you, that's man. You know, you know. You know how I do. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like we got to go run off and all the, all the black people got to leave the NBA, quit their teams, walk away from their contracts, and let these other people pay you, which, you know, you know start, start a whole other league. Now, let's, let's get to the second part of your question because you, you did Come have on. a two-part question. Now, how would it work if – I'm going to walk away from this music. I'm, I'm, it's Friday. It's Friday. I'm out drinking. Um, <laughs> um, now, how would it work if – Somebody started up another association. Any group of people start up, they said, this is an association, and these are the cities. So the, 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 the part that you – so people need to understand, dudes that I fuck with, you um, uh, should throw the shit out there once a week. So, you know, I'm going to keep blasting him. In order to do that – okay, let me, let me hit you upside the head again. Yeah, my big brother. Hey, what does what, if, if you got a team, right? What else does it take to have a team? The number right. one takes out a team. What is it? Uh, a stadium. Duh. Oh. It's a stadium. Right. I'm throwing hard. I'm throwing. I'm throwing right and left hook and uppercut. 
Okay, so okay. You started an association. You started an association, and you got 30 owners that's willing to invest in teams and, and name their team and do all the infrastructure that you need for a team. You ain't got nowhere to play. Now, granted, you can just go play anywhere, and it would take certain people to go anywhere. But really, you, right. you, you need a stadium, and all the stadiums are owned by Staples Center, Home Depot. What's that shit in Brooklyn? What's the shit in Brooklyn? Uh, uh, Barclays. You guys would also have to either buy out the stadium. That's where Jay-Z fucked up, by letting go his percentage of that stadium. Because Jay-Z can buy the fucking Barclays outright. Right. Wow. Well, here again. <laughs> hey, hold you on. Hold you Jay Z, you got to be able to buy the stadium too, and Jay Z got enough money to buy the Barclays Center. It's people out there got enough to buy the Staples Center, the thirty stadium. You got to get thirty new owners. You got to get thirty new owners or thirty new stadiums, or either get the owners to, to get the owners to be able to buy that stadium. There's there's some some, some caveats. There's some 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 stumbling blocks in the way that are almost insurmountable. So that's why I say, okay, really, the easiest way to solve it is to just take people with money, and we just got to start investing in the NBA. We even made the shit like a big ball of rocket science, a big ball of racism. Oh, the slaves, oh, no, no, It's just that the owners are white. You could have black owners. If, if you had black owners, oh, I could fucking blow your show up. Wow. Okay. The scenario I presented to you happened. Where in ten years you had so many amount of black people that invested invested in the NBA, and thirty percent of the NBA was owned by black. But people still, with, with somebody like should say the same thing. If if, if they were owned by black, they still get the same amount of money. But they, the black people don't own the league. The players don't own the league. The black owners still own the league. All the players still play. I had to bust that shit open. I'm sorry, man. You know how I do. Hey, Nobody hey, look, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to see if they're going to put their – these people that have been talking about they want to buy the Clippers. I want to see which one of these black folks is actually going to put their money where their mouth is. Black coaches, and see if well, what's the difference between a black person who owns the Clippers and a white person who owns the Clippers? The, the, the basketball players still don't own shit. Right. So what's the difference? Are they still played because it's black people playing for black arms? Or the people, uh, is, is Michael Jordan my, is Michael Jordan majority owner of the Bobcats or not? I'm gonna bust your show he is. Is, Michael Jordan, is Michael Jordan majority owner of the Bobcats or not? He he is. He is the majority owner are of the Bobcats. Are his players played? Are his players played? His players are playing. Because according because, because to shoot, the players in the NBA are all played. Because of the white ownership. Right. Now, you got, you got 15 players right there playing for a black owner, so they don't, they, they, they're an exception. They're not playing. You got to do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Black people got to support. They, in terms of NFL, NBA, stuff like that, they got to get involved because we do win the shit. We are the athletes. And there should be more black owners. Of course there should. But it's about doing it and not talking about it. Especially yeah, when you got the you, got you can't you can't 
maybe on a deal like this, if you're going to talk about about the ownership, you actually got to come on out there with it. You know, I gave you a scenario. I gave you a scenario. You could come as a minority owner who owns a hundred million. He's invested a hundred million, and you say, "I took all your money right now. I give you three hundred. Give me your, give me your part of the company. I'm in. Now I'm in there a hundred million. Okay, but I'm a billionaire. I'm a black billionaire. So even though it it only, I I needed in order to get his hundred million, I had to give him three hundred million, which means I still have the same percentage that he had, even though I had to pay more to get it. Now I'm in there. Now you start buying out the owners. It's like black people act like they don't really understand what it's like to, to, to deal with corporations. And, and, and any big corporation out there, one of the things that people are looking to do is buy out other owners so that you can have a bigger share. That's, that's the way corporations work. You buy out other people who are looking to make a profit or who might be ready to go. That's, that's the way corporations work. You buy them out. You, buy, you want to get a bigger share once you're in a corporation. You want to get as close to that 51% as you can. That's business. So even if you got to get in there where um, I took over somebody, forget what they made, forget what you, the, the profit that they made, but I, I got the, the $100 million that he put into it, but I still got some blood in my pocket. Now I got to get a little bit bigger because that $100 million ain't shit on top of a billion. So now you so you only you come in you come in at a hundred billion you only own ten percent of the company that most of the teams ain't worth a billion but we will say most of the teams worth a billion for the sake of this conversation. You right. came in only at a hundred million so you only own ten percent of the company so you know you got some work to do and you do the work and you start trying to see when you can get to that twenty five thirty percent whatever you got to do it's hard work it's not that easy but the same way it's still easier than trying to start a league and, and trying to figure out how the fuck you're going to get 30 stadiums or 10 stadiums or 20 stadiums or 12 or 8 stadiums. Eight, a, 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 a national basketball league where you got you start the league off with 8. If you can get 8 people to get 8 stadiums, it's almost impossible. Because they're going to try to knock you out. They're not going to just let y'all take away the, the $15 billion a year organization that the NBA is. People gonna hold on to their money. Got to be more. The easiest way to do it. If you, if if if, if black people want to start owning NBA teams, just start investing in NBA teams. It's as simple as so that. Would, so would you then say then that it's smart money to have uh, a corporate sponsor handle the, the 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 stadium while you just you know what I'm saying run the team then? The team. The stadium is already under lease with the NBA team. How are you going to get in? It? If Magic well, Johnson wants well, to say, you know, right? What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is that through this investment, say that you have the kind of that, that, that kind of paper where initially you have the stadium built, right? And and because like I said, six of I went to about three or four hundred million to build a stadium. And you get that 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 you know that your own cash. Okay, well, back up, back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. The going cost for a stadium. Back up. The going cost for any stadium right now is almost a billion dollars. So you said three to four hundred million. So I, I just want you to get your argument off the ground. You got to get right. it off the ground first. The going state going price for a new stadium right now is about one billion dollars. So why don't you start there? Incredible. That's what I'm saying. Even if you invest it, because you know, you know, you can, you don't necessarily have to have the full billion 
per se for the stadium. As long as you got enough capital, like anything else with, with big money like that, your down payment has as much cost. Like you have a, a third right, of okay. it down. Would it not then make sense as an owner to just concentrate and focus on the efforts of the operation and everything of the team and allow a corporation right. who's, that's viable to be the ones that own the stadium? You would have to have – hold on, hold on. You would have to have the state of the professional basketball player be willing to accept significantly less amount of money. So, so basically what I'm saying is right now how basketball players get paid millions of dollars, you would have to be the, okay, like my investment is in the stadium, and then here's my payroll, and here's, here, this is what I can pay. And it won't be um, um, – uh, something like the cap that you have now. Now, we will get there as it progresses, but you wouldn't have the – right now the cap in the NBA is $58 million. Damn near, let's just call it $50 million. You wouldn't have it to where um, this guy's got this $500 million investment in the stadium and some capital behind him, and he's still ready to rock and roll with the same leverage and payroll that the NBA has right now. It would be like, you know, yeah, we could pay a couple of hundred dollars, a couple of hundred thousand dollars uh, on salary until it gets up there. You know, it, would, it, it, it could be done. It would just take some time. It could be done. It would just right. take some time. But right off the bat, it's like, you know what, you know, we want you to come play. We want you to come play for us. You know, top player in this league, top player in this league right now, and they really should consider it now that we're speaking on it. Top player in this salary right now, he makes $40 million. He makes two hundred. He makes two hundred fifty thousand dollars across forty-five games, something like that. You know what I'm saying? And this kind of, it's really about if they were to do that, it really takes starting point. Some small like okay, we got a we got a ten-team NBA league where we pay, we pay uh, top NBA talent um, high high salary high salary somewhere about a million dollars a season, a million dollars. Because, and I think that's good because I, I don't think that I don't think that no basketball players should make twenty million dollars a year. Right. Unless Carmelo, Carmelo, Carmelo pulling down twenty four. Uh, Kobe's making twenty five. You got you, you probably got twenty NBA players making twenty twenty million dollars. You got Bosh, Wade, Juan, uh, Carmelo. Uh, you got a lot of dudes up there around twenty million dollars. You got to remember, hold on, dudes like Tyson Chandler making fifteen million dollars. Dudes like Andrea Bargnani making $12 million. Dudes like J.R. Smith making $7 million. $7 million right. J.R. Smith. So that's how far the shit is I mean, J.R. Smith would have a perfectly good time in being a top player in the new league at a million dollar salary or less, $450,000, $500,000, something like that. It's just, it's, it's just the picture is so big, really, is what I'm just trying to say. But you would have to get. Why, why, why does – let me give it to you. Andrew Wiggins is probably going to be the first pick in the draft. Why does Andrew Wiggins need to make $2 million a year? Right. That's what's about to happen. Oh, After boy. Andrew Wiggins' third year, hold on, hold on. After Andrew Wiggins' third year, Andrew Wiggins is going to find a $60 million contract. Guess what? After Andrew Wiggins' seven years, Andrew Wiggins is going to sign a $120 million contract. I mean, that's, 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 that's wild money right there, dog. 
That's some wild money. Man. I mean, uh, you got, you got, you got, Brian Kelly is making a million dollars a season. Come on. Well, wow. Um, they just, listen, dude, the shit's so fucked up that Corey Maggetti, Corey Maggetti, Corey Maggetti, right. you haven't heard his name in, in three or four years. Corey Maggetti right. just finished making the last $12 million of his contract. Twelve million. Man. Corey McGee just made four million dollars. And he's not even a, a marquee per se when they think a marquee player means. He's not even a marquee player right now. I'm all hyped and loud. I'm in his boy. It was like Trey, calm down. It's like damn, you know. But you got you got you got a good ass good ass topic right there. That's that's just an explosive question. You know, like should they should they do? You know, that's that's just powerful right there. But um, you know, we I, have, I tried to break it down. I tried to break it down, but that's not good. It's damn near impossible. To really, really, the only way to do it is for for the billionaires to start investing in the NBA. You invest in any other business. You're gonna invest in science. You can invest in software, computers. You can invest in real estate. You might want to invest in the NBA. <laughs> you might, you might, like you said, might you want to, you might, and you might want to invest in the NFL. Anybody doing anything in the city of Los Angeles, knowing that it in New York itself are the most high rent uh, districts for everything from A to Z, you got to have people your are crazy, place, man. Own stuff down there, man. That's crazy people money are, down there. People are people are crazy, man. I mean, it's like you know. I mean, the reason, so the answer to the question is the reason that we don't own any of that shit is because we don't invest in it. It's as simple as that. If they invest it, in, then they don't own some of it. You don't invest in it, you ain't gonna own none of it. It's just like any other business, just like any other corporation. The same rules apply. It, it it sure seems like a lot of black folks almost seem, unless it's on a, uh, a collapse or, or, or something on a smaller level, we don't really ever want to get together together on, on, on doing something like that. But, I mean, that's a huge investment that we think. It just seems like we can never get into the game for that large. they got to figure out what's their bottom line. they got to figure out what, what do they want. they got to figure out, do they, is it about the money, if you want to make money, and that. Or is it about unity and stuff like that? You try to open your own league. It ain't gonna, it ain't gonna necessarily be like the NBA because there's no telling what's gonna come with that. If you do get that, there's no telling what's gonna come with that. You know, some people start up, try to start up their own association. Of course, you're not gonna pay like the NBA, so it's gonna, it's gonna be hard to get the players to come play for your association. Like I said, you talked about, you talking about, you know, setting, you know, a, a, a wage that's ninety percent. Deeper than NBA, and the NBA ain't gonna never stop. So you got a player to come out of the draft, like he gonna he gonna not declare himself or forego the draft so he can come to your league and make two hundred fifty thousand dollars when he could have went to the NBA and signed a, a three year three million dollar contract. I mean, just think about that. Who's gonna do that? It's, it's dumb. That 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 makes a lot of sense. <laughs> like I said, you know, that's that's like I said, that's one of the reasons why, like I said before, why I like to just kind of sit and just listen. As a host, because you learn you learn a lot of stuff, and I know that you have that major in business, and so I know that you're looking at both sides of of how this equation rolls down. And and, and like I said, I I hear enough folks say, 
that, you know, we should start our own leads, we should start up do our own startup and everything. But you've really got to have a lot of people on deck and on board with you should you decide to make such a thing. Exactly, a lot, a lot, and 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 and, and I mean, and and you would have to have a lot. You would have to have players willing to sacrifice um, for the sake of it. You would have to have players that that's willing to say, "I'm going to go and take a lot less in this league." I mean, you even got teams overseas, even got the, the, the league overseas. You'd have to. You so that's your other competition. You got NBA, you got overseas, and then you have another. Another African American league, African I don't know what they would call it. This is whatever it is, and then the teams would have to, the players would have to forego both of those other scenarios to come to yours and make ninety times less. It would be almost like having a D league. You know what I mean? Right. That's like Captain, that's like Captain to the leagues. You know that would, that would be almost. What it, I mean, I mean, you could use it. It'd be a D league, but you want NBA superstar talent to play in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be. <laughs> this is a man that thinks on both sides. It's one time, six four six five nine five three four zero two. Got my man, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 you know what I'm saying? Forrest Whitaker. Or excuse me. Uh, oh man, I forgot the name. Uh, the the uh, the, uh, the, the winter curve. It, my man Trey is in the building. My man, on the real deal, my man Trey is in the building. You know what I'm saying? And he's bringing some real stuff to you from all angles because, like I said before, my man is a, is, is a business major. You know what I'm saying? He deals with, with high-end uh, 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 clients and stuff, and he is always on point for everything that's going down. And I, man, I certainly appreciate you calling in this evening because, like I said, you put a lot of teeth into this thing and gave myself and the listeners that are out there. And there are people that, you know, that unfortunately just... just uh, you know why? Because we didn't... Because we didn't, we didn't, uh, yeah, we didn't talk ahead. about it, but we ain't never really talked about it. We didn't chatted about it. We didn't posted about it. But we ain't never really talked about it. Just really go out there and voice it out and just try to... And it would take more voices than mine, of course, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you got people that are really, really knowledgeable uh, in, in areas of business, and I'm not even so much, you know what I'm saying? But um, you know, you got people that really understand how difficult that that would be. But it takes a business mind to make you understand that that's really not a. And, and I can understand the the want and just the desire for us to have something that we call our own. But it's it's, it's actually you know it's not it's not about. When it comes to the NBA, and I broke it down to you, and I, I'm pretty sure you agree with me at this point. When it comes to the NBA, that's not about race. That's about business. <laughs> let's let's keep it right there. That's not about race at all. Uh, that's not about no kind of uh, alternative form of slavery or nothing. That's business, okay? Let's hey, just keep it had there. there not been some vindiction going on in a relationship, we probably would be, right. be having a conversation so far as is uh, – Donald Sterling is concerned. That's that's the point too that Mark Cuban, you know, is, is trying to make is that you know so, so my, uh, it, it is what it is kind of thing. But uh, uh, a lot of my a lot of my uh, a lot of my discussion on the NBA thing that was really for my dude, my other brother Shug. That was really for him. I hope he could play back the show, listen to it, and uh, he'll probably hit me up and come back. So, so that was really for him though, because I don't think he's had a breakdown like the one I just gave. You know. Not to not to pat myself on the back, but I don't think he's had a breakdown like that because I understand his passion, I understand his fire. 
you know what I'm saying? I know that dude, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, dude, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just, like, need to hear some other angles, you know what I'm saying? You just need another point of analysis, you know, just when it comes to something like that. You know, it's really not about that. I understand, like I said, it's fashion and everything, but just, my dude, it, it, it's just so much bigger than that. And it's really not even about trying to make it about, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm going to leave it at that and leave it alone. Hopefully, hopefully hey, well, it's so hidden. Yep. We could talk about it all the time if you want to. He and I, he 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 and I, get it in. We go. We try to call this 100 radio because you know we're coming at this whole perspective, everything that's going on, from from a, a 100 perspective. So no matter you know what is, is said in the, in the in the shadows and in the and in the clouds of everything else that goes on, this radio station was initially started for artists like myself who are beginning in the game to kind of give information, receive information, and there's a lot of, you know, networking and stuff that goes on through it. But at the same time, the basics of being able to talk just like this was. This was like sports slash business slash part entertainment and, and very knowledgeable. Right, 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 right. When, when right. I went in, the age doesn't mean anything to me. When I catch a cat like yourself who has a, a not only constructive but competently constructive uh, version of of events based on what you see from that from that business kind of aspect. All a guy like myself can do, even though I've you know I've you know ran uh, done purchasing and stuff like that. I have some of the basics, but that other end of it, that other end of business, what you're talking about, and the way that you're approaching it like that, I have to sit and listen and allow folks that are out there in radio land to hear this because. It's so intelligent and so concise the way you broke it down. All I can do is just sit there and listen to it, and then I end up learning a different aspect because it's coming from a different perspective, and that's, that's the reason why, like I said, why I create this, because I want when a person has a chain of thought, I don't care if it's sports or whatever else is going on, I want to hear your complete thought. I want to hear everything you right. say. Right, that's why, that's why I was giving you my complete thought. On the on the um, uh, math owner. That's why I was doing my complete thought. It's like, who win? Let's just be honest. You know what I'm saying? Walking down the street. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I, I try to break down the difference. The only difference is that me or you not walking down the street. But we still think the same thing. You know, we still think the same thing. But we're not, not going to cross the street. That's the only difference. We're not going to cross the street. And we are, we are a little bit more prepared for that confrontation. That's the only difference. We're, we're a little bit more. We can we can we can prepare ourselves a lot more quickly for that situation. A lot of people they're gonna panic. It's, they they're not gonna know what to do in that situation. When we didn't already put um, a thousand thoughts to our head. If this happens, I'm gonna do this. We're pissing there. I'm gonna do this. Um, um, I, I know this about myself. Um, this is like so many. We gonna play those all those situations back in our mind so much faster because of who we are. That's the only difference in the situation when it comes to you walking down the street and see somebody that you're not that comfortable with. That's the only difference. It's, we we gonna we gonna replay so many things, so many more things through our heads. You know what I'm saying? But we're not gonna walk. We're not gonna change the size of the street. Because that's, that's a part of the calculation, too. Well, what if this happened? You know, what is the perception of that? It's like, what am I doing? It's like I'm a black dude. I'm walking down the street, too, with black uh, black dudes coming down through the hoodie, and I cross the street. You know, so you got to take all of that into account. And, you know, you come up with your decision. I'm going to go here, and if this happened, if this dude do this, I'm going to do this. You know, just all that kind of crazy-ass shit. So, like I said, I, to me, none of that has anything to do with bigotry and Mark Cuban, which is being 100% honest. But that's what the media does. They go well, you do that, can. and even and, and, and at the same time, I just think that he he's the wrong social role. 
uh, words of saying that he's got his own he's got his own bigotry. You, he was dumb to say that because that's not bigotry. Now, if he would if, if Mark Cuban would have said, you know what? Yeah, there's been times where I didn't rent to certain people of a certain race either. Now you're damn big, big. Right. Well, here, here again, man, I, I can't say it enough times. These are the types of, 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 of good, hearty, two-way debates that I like to be in whenever we go over stuff like this because it gives myself, you, an opportunity to express how we're feeling about something and then get it out there in full-thought format and I'm questioning there's a lot of folks out there on the line, but like I said, because I get downloads of every show, and sometimes some people just like to call in just to listen, or they'll tune in just to listen, or they'll play, download them and play them back later on. But that's what I, I try to, to try to bring to the table. When I have cats like you that call in, believe me, you know, there's going to be more times when Sugar Ray is going to be on, and we'll, we'll, we'll rehash over and rediscuss this as many times, you know, on, on certain apparatus, there's the, 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 the talking of the, of the rappers and, and stuff like that, and it's revisited a lot. I like to revisit this kind of stuff. What you were saying was, was, was so key and so important that it has to be revised again so that you and Sugar Ray... And, and, and guess what? Guess what? Okay, we're looking like this. What I'm like saying... This, both stop as hell. Go ahead. Hey, guess what? And a lot of the things I said are going to come full circle. They're going to come full circle. Um, somebody's going to try... Somebody's going to agree that uh, maybe there needs to be, you know, a, a league that's driven and run by African-Americans, even though I said that could happen with the NBA. But somebody's going to agree, and somebody's going to try to, and somebody's going to have to go through the same challenges that I, I, I laid out, the challenges of right. um, uh, payroll, the challenges of salary, uh, the challenges of stadium, where you're going to play, uh, the challenges of going against the NBA for that. And it's going to come full circle. You know, so I mean, that was that was, you know, I, I, there's there's certain things that I try to put out into the light. There's certain um, uh, projections I try to make. There's certain prophecies I try to make. You know, right? That stuff because because the, the conversation is actually it's actually a realistic conversation. It's just it's, uh, uh, that question. You guys ain't the first person to ask that question. You guys ain't the first right. person to say to, to mention. Well, well, wait, what the hell? What's wrong? Why don't we own more of this? I already told you, yeah, we could if we just buy it. <laughs> the easier, right. yeah. but yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Well, that investment is, is smart money, dog. That's some that's some real smart money, family. I mean, you you was on it all day. It's, it's negotiation and buying power. Y'all want to own more of the NBA? Buy it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I gotta get Sugar Ray on here because the two, yeah, I'm telling you, the two of you guys together and, and the point for point gotta have y'all on the same show. I, 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 I had to bust him in the mouth, man. That's my dude all day. But I had I had to pop him in the mouth though. Three years I had to pop him in the mouth though. He been dragging out out there, but he missed the time. He missed. He ducked me. Let's just say he ducked me. Like Mayweather. Uh, I wish he could have started tonight because we do we do shows together just about you know four or five nights a week, man. And we'd be in conversations just like this. But like I said, well, it was hey, well, hey, well, hey, well, he 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 missed a haymaker. <laughs> Because you, you have me sitting there listening. I'm like, okay, well, let me sit here. Okay, I'm, I'm a, I put this out here. And let me sit here and see if I can't get a little education out here. <laughs> you just missed the point, man. But you know how because we do it, he ain't, he ain't we, never, He ain't never yeah, thought. Man. He ain't never thought. He ain't never thought about the thoughts that I put out there. All he can think about until he hears this show is 
how black people need to own, have something of their own that they own. And I just made it real simple. They actually can because they have the money and the buying power. They just ain't done it. We can't put it no more simple than that. <laughs> That's going to be a treat. That's going to be a real treat right there, boy. Talk about meet the press. <laughs> Yeah, I love this stuff, man. Like I said, we're gonna to have to have more, more. You get some ideas across the wires, man. About you know business things to talk about, because like I said, you know, this it's it's very the things that you do so far as the work that you type of work you do and stuff like that. That's just interesting. And this thing of one hundred radio, we cover everything, and we say point blank what it is, and there it is there. The challenges are so vast, man. The challenge of doing something like that, that's like overcoming uh, Godzilla. You know what I'm saying? Even though Godzilla was a savior. A lot of people don't even know that. A lot of people think Godzilla came to kill everybody, and Godzilla didn't kill not one person in the Godzilla series, even the last one. Godzilla didn't kill one person. Godzilla right. came to save the people that came to dominate the earth. You know, but that's what kind of task that that would be. It's almost insurmountable. I hate that word because the word is so powerful. But right. the the challenge of having um, something like a lot of people desire is, I'm not going to say impossible, almost insurmountable. At least you're leaving that possibility. But then at the same time, when I talk about that possibility, that is like, I mean, is do you really have to? Let's think about how, how is it really that necessary when there's another way to do it? Why would you send yourself through that mountain in terms of creating your own league and having it operate monetarily like the NBA does? Just instead of investing in the NBA, most people are happy. Your, your, your superstars still make the same money, and you still make the same money. You're still billionaire franchise owner once you get to that level, and your players still are heavily paid off. All right? That's it. I got to run, man, but uh, I enjoyed the show. I'm glad that you just gave me a chance to just, like, have an a, a open mic, express my thoughts on the Mark Cuban situation. And um, um, every time you call, it's going to be the same Need every to time. own our yeah. own association. So right. I'm gonna get back to my party. I'm gonna get back to my that's party. A great, that's a, that's, Nail, that's a great, that's a I know how to get in touch with you. Hey, hey, God bless you. I will put it out there to, to see when you can show and you guys can do it together, man. God bless you. Thanks for calling. I appreciate hey. you. We're gonna take a break on that one. Appreciate you. Yeah, right, right. All day. Uh, uh, tell Shug to download the show. Listen to the show. Smack him in the mouth, man. Absolutely. Hey, man, always well, no, pay man. respect. God bless you, man. Appreciate your support. All right. All right. I'm out. My man Trey was on deck, folks, giving you the real deal from the business angle of how it goes down. Woo, that was powerful. We're going to go ahead and take a little break here real quick and, uh, you, you know, let them know what's going on, maybe pay a bill or something. I mean, after all that heat, I'm going to go ahead and drop something real smooth on you because, you know what I'm saying? You get a chance to get the perspective from both sides. Flossy Gigi on the hard edge, and then, you know, some common sense and reasoning from my man as he dropped through to let it happen. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and slow it down a little bit and give you something smooth and original from my man Luther Vandross. 
and Gregory Hines. I fell asleep late last night And I dreamed that the night is almost half a day away I just got up so that I could hear her say
I would. 